The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 338. Decision Canada coverage continues, and then uh, at six o'clock tonight, we're going to turn it over to the, fe- the to the uh, to the national coverage. And a part of that is our very own Ryan Jesperson, the host of the Ryan Jesperson Show, nine to noon Monday through Friday, right here on six thirty. Ched Ryan is in Toronto, a part of the panel that will be um, monitoring everything this evening. He joins me this afternoon. Hey, Ryan. Hey. How you doing? Thank you for having me. It's well, very uh, nice to be joining you, my friend. Well, it's always nice to have your voice on my show. I appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, listen, I was thinking about this. Last time we uh, we did a, an election show together was 2015, and uh, we sat in this studio and really watched a, a, a wave of red um, flow across the country. I don't think it's going to be that way tonight. Well, uh, your your guess is as good as uh, anyone, and, and that's I guess sort of a big part of of what we've been trying to do over the over the last uh, a number of weeks, over the last forty days, and, and probably even before that, Jay. Just you know, trying to get a sense of of, of how Canadians were feeling and how the government of, of Justin Trudeau would be assessed by voters. That's essentially what this is today this is canadians uh, providing a performance report mm-hmm. and uh, indicating who they'd like to to take the country moving forward in, in an important direction on some pretty important files over the next you know ideally four years if if not maybe a little bit less time than that so you know i i think that it's probably unrealistic to expect that the liberals will pick up seats i think it's probably uh, prudent to suspect they'll probably lose some seats in in uh, probably the lower mainland and, and probably Alberta and and uh, you know maybe maybe in in uh, eastern Canada as well depending on how well the the conservative and, and bloc Quebecois and uh, an NDP messages resonate in, mm-hmm. in Toronto and in the province of Quebec and in the Maritimes so uh, you know I think they'll be in tough to I think any party's in tough to get the magic uh, number 170 seats that they'll need for a majority government and and now it just remains to be seen who gets the most Mm -hmm. and uh if we take a look at where you know public opinions at i know that you've been talking about this and everybody's aware of this but you know the most recent uh, numbers and 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 and, you know what canadians are saying most recently indicate that this is a dead heat Mm -hmm. i mean this is sort of that that sense you get in the olympic games that 100 or 200 meter races where uh you know with about five meters left that it's going to be a photo finish and then you kind of get that feeling right now what is it i mean we talk about the the polling and we talk about kind of everyone being in this in this dead heat or at least certainly the liberals and the conservatives there what is it do you think um that that they didn't do to move the needle that the leaders didn't do to move the the needle they just didn't seem to connect what was it uh what do you think are the reasons behind that this go around yeah, well, I mean, and this is the question that I think that, you know, I mean, depending on, on who, quote-unquote, wins tonight, um, and I don't think that there will be any decisive winner tonight. I don't get that sense. But parties will be evaluating why they weren't able to to defeat or to put more distance between themselves and a Liberal Party whose leader was absolutely, uh, I mean, who, who faced absolute roadblocks and, mm-hmm. and devastating disclosures and, and who was, as, as a politician, more vulnerable than he ever had been and, and quite likely i mean though you never know what what stories are to come but but you know could be potentially the most vulnerable he ever was and ever will be in his political career and uh, you know so when you take a look at 
the leadership of Jagmeet Singh, he certainly uh, compelled the nation. Does that move the needle on support for the NDP? It remains to be seen. I suspect it may not, as much as his most ardent followers would hope. And then with Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives, uh, with, with what people saw uh, about Justin Trudeau and, and, and his record and his uh, personal you know, shortcomings as, as evidenced in, in, in reporting over the campaign, um, why wasn't Andrew Scheer able to mm-hmm. absolutely blow the Liberals out of the water this campaign? Does it have something to do with conservative policy? Does it have to do with how he's perceived as a leader? In other words, his personality, his leadership capabilities, the fact that Canadians either can or cannot picture him as, as a statesman, as the leader of the nation? I mean, leaders are essentially going from coast to coast for 40 days uh, as a a job interview. You know, can you see me as prime minister? That's the question they're asking Canadians. And I suppose Canadians are, in a way, depending on how tonight goes can answer that question you know i'm curious to know this one um of course you have a show here in alberta you've been in toronto for the past i don't know 24 hours or so you're working with our colleagues from across the country including uh donna friesen david aiken uh danielle of course mercedes stevenson um what is the conversation like there when you're all getting together when you have the folks from ontario when you have the folks from bc when you have the folks from alberta what does it sound like when you're talking about the election? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, there was, uh, we, we were out for beers last night, and, and Jay, I'm just going to, I'm going to name drop just because it's relevant. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we were always, you know, Daniel Smith and myself and Charles Adler was there, and Mercedes Stevenson was there, and uh, Brad Wall was there, <laughs> former Saskatchewan Premier, and, and uh, there was a real Western representation at the table. And, uh, and, and when we were talking to our colleagues from, from Toronto, including some of them that'll be, you know, at, at an executive level uh, producing tonight's broadcast, they, they would joke and say, you know, oh, I, oh, there comes the pipeline conversation again, or it all comes back to pipelines. And we sort of sit there and go, yeah, I mean, this election, it kind of does all come back to pipelines. <laughs> that kind of is. Uh, that's not to say that it's the number one issue for every Albertan, but it is certainly an issue that, that uh, you know, Albertans expect to see meaningfully addressed and advanced. And um, I think that there are, there are different concerns, of course, recently. What I'm saying is hardly profound, but, you know, you, you talk to, to uh, you know, some of our colleagues that are in from Vancouver or that are right at home here in Toronto, and, of course, Housing affordability is one of the biggest yeah. issues, if not the biggest to them. There was some concern, and, and I think David Aiken will probably be talking about this tonight as part of our broadcast on Global News and on Chad, um, about uh, commuters outside of Toronto city core. Uh, there's been a lot of messaging from uh, you know Premier Doug Ford putting the stickers on the gas pumps, billboard campaigns, a lot of messaging about the carbon tax. Uh, whether or not that resonates... Um, Andrew Scheer certainly is hoping that it will. That's a big part of his promise to repeal that carbon tax, whether that resonates with commuters in, in the greater Toronto area, uh, which is a significant uh, number of votes, uh, remains to be seen. Um, I, I don't know if there was one issue across the board, though, you know, maybe aside from, from leadership qualities and evaluating the leaders on the merit of who they are personally, Uh, that stayed consistent from region to region Mm. across Canada. Mm, Interesting. Ryan Jesperson joining me from Toronto this afternoon. Ryan, want to kind of just dial in a little bit more on uh, Alberta. What are you watching here uh, tonight? Uh, I am watching to see whether or not it is a blue sweep, 34-0. And uh, there are uh, probably five ridings that I'm I'm keeping an eye on. 
Calgary Skyview is where uh, Darshan Kang won for the Liberals in 2015. Of course, he uh, exited this uh, this as a as an independent and didn't run again. Obviously, some controversy and allegations around him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one that I mean, you know, put it this way: how, how bad was it? How bad were the allegations against Darshan Kang? He got kicked out of a party that Justin Trudeau didn't get kicked out of. So <laughs> that so that's how bad it was for him. However. Uh, a very strong candidate down there and a popular Calgarian, uh, Nirmala Naidu, who's yep. a, a longtime uh, global news anchor and a personality down in Calgary. Now, she has run politically before and has not won, so it's not to suggest that she's a guaranteed win by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But in a city, Calgary, that likely will go almost exclusively conservative, uh, that's one riding we'll be keeping an eye on. Here in Edmonton, it's, it's the usual suspect. Yeah. Edmonton, Strathcona, can Heather McPherson win for the NDP? Does Sam Lilly win for the conservatives uh, or Eleanor Olszewski for the liberals for that matter. Um, I think it's going to be a race between the NDP and the conservatives. And then you've got Edmonton Greaseball. Does <laughs> does the incumbent conservative MP Kerry Diot keep his seat or does the grassroots campaign of NDP uh, candidate Mark Carrington mm-hmm. resonate, uh, resonate with voters? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if that riding stays conservative or not it'll remain to be seen uh, my home riding of edmonton center it's a it's an absolute uh i mean you you have strong candidates i think in in james cumming mm-hmm. uh former president of the edmonton chamber of commerce uh, he lost to randy Blossino in 2015 and took it very personally and i know james a little bit and i know that he's not stopped knocking on doors jaylen for five years yeah so yeah. Uh, he's motivated to take that seat back to blue, like Lori Hahn held it for a long time before Mr. Blasno won in 2015. And then you have Amarjeet Sohi and Tim Upple. And, and I suspect in that riding that Sohi might, might, might take the loss. But we, it remains to be seen. That's going to be one that comes right down to the wire as well. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, a lot to, uh, there's a lot to keep an eye on. But in Alberta, those are the five ridings I'm particularly paying close attention to. And well, before I let you go, because I'm sure you have another rehearsal or something to go to, I'm not, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a late night. Uh, we're expecting that, um, uh, that the results in, in, in BC are going to really matter. Yeah, this is uh, one of the things that, that we were noting uh, a while ago, and I think that this is, uh, it actually makes it, even, even from an entertainment standpoint, mm-hmm. I don't mean to imply that, that elections are entertainment because they're obviously very important. Uh, but they're fun to watch. Uh, I think results nights are big. I know that people are going to be having watch parties. I want to thank our friends, Chad Bill and Chad Nation, that are tuning in right now. I want to thank them for choosing Global News tonight, Jay Lynn, mm. for Canada's best election coverage. I think we have the best lineup of expert guests. We have the biggest team of journalists, and I think it's going to be great coverage. Here's why I think it's going to be exciting, because Western Canadians in particular have long lamented the fact that elections are, quote, over by the time the polls close in eastern Manitoba. And that is not the case tonight, mm-hmm. not a chance. Uh, if the Liberals lose a few seats early in the Maritimes and as we see polls closing from east to west, if the Bloc Québécois surges in Quebec, as yeah. many people expect they will, if the Conservatives can pick up some seats in Toronto, the further that we go west, the fewer opportunities the Liberals have to regain those seats they've lost. So we'll first be watching to see the minute that they lose more than seven seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll put them below a majority territory once they drop below 170. And from there, it's anybody's guess. We could be in a situation 
where we see the conservatives and the liberals nearly tied heading into British Columbia. <laughs> and then what comes into play? You've got the Green Party coming into yep. play on Vancouver Island. You've got the NDP, which could viably win in the lower mainland, as could conservatives, as could liberals. You've got some hostility in Burnaby because the Trudeau liberals bought that pipeline that's, that's unpopular with a lot of voters. Uh, not all of them, but some of them. And I think that this election could come down to the wire. People are going to start doing the math, trying to figure out coalition governments, minority scenarios, who could prop up whom. And that's something that we'll all be getting into in detail as part of our broadcast on Global National, which, of course, will also be broadcast on chat. Right here starting uh, at 6 o'clock. Ryan, thanks for this. Looking forward to seeing your work tonight. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having thanks, me on buddy. the show, Jay. Appreciate okay. it. Yeah, Ryan Jesperson from Toronto tonight. Again, a part of the Decision Canada coverage that you'll see on Global uh, Television this evening. And right here, you'll hear it right here on 630 Chad. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Graham says, Jay, it's hard to know who to vote for. Both Conservatives and Liberals have leaders I cannot vote for. I like the NDP and Green leaders, but I can't vote for either party. A vote for Libs and Conservatives is a vote against doing enough for the environment. I don't think a lot of people are grasping how serious these environmental issues really are. problem with voting Green and NDP is they'll destroy our economy. There is not a good choice here, not a single one. That's from Graham this afternoon. Lyle says, uh, to me, the federal election campaign is irrelevant and pretty much a joke. All these chameleon politicians will be whatever color you want them to be. I just look at the last four years, then it is absolutely painfully nauseating, obvious who not to vote for. That's from Lyle. Alex says, if Trudeau gets in again, Alberta's only option is to separate. Uh, Ernest says, just voted. Long lineups made longer by goofy way of doing things. Didn't even get an I voted sticker. <laughs> Sarah says, and I agree with you on this one, Sarah, and Jespo uh, agrees with you too. This will be an exciting election to watch. You're right. It's not going to be a foregone conclusion by the time Manitoba results come in. And Tom from Entwistle this afternoon says, Jay Lynn, I think all parties are happy that there isn't a none of the above choice on the ballots. Like that point, Tom. Thank you for that one. Um, so, again, uh, tonight, the Global National uh, Decision Canada coverage will start at uh, at 6 o'clock. You can hear it right here on 6.30. Ched, you'll be able to watch it on Global Edmonton as well. Um, the commentary will be provided this evening by Charles Adler, Farah Nasser, Donna Friesen, David Aiken, Danielle Smith, Mercedes Stevenson, Eric Sorensen, and of course, uh, Ryan Jesperson. So what they're looking for tonight, there's 338 seats up for grabs. A majority, you need 170. At Disillusion, the Liberals, the Liberals had 177. The Conservatives had 95. What is that? What are those numbers going to look like in just a few hours? Uh, the NDP had 39. What kind of numbers are they going to get? Where could they possibly, you know, you know, you're looking at Quebec right now, and we've been talking about the resurgence of the bloc there. The bloc only had 10. They're looking to gain more, and then likely at uh, the NDP and the Liberals cost there. The Green Party had two. The People's Party had one. Will Maxime Bernier hold on to his seat? And again, what does it mean when you look at um, the, the three parties in B.C.? 
pretty much all running at uh, the same um, uh, approval rate. You know, so how is BC going to break down if if Ontario is not going to go full one way? If it's going to, you know, if the Liberals are going to lose seats there, the Conservatives may be picking up seats. We know, as Ryan said, as you come across the prairies, it's going to be very hard for them to pick up uh, Liberal seats through the prairies. But what does it mean when they get to B.C.? So we'll be watching that throughout the evening. It's going to be fascinating. Again, full coverage starting here at 6 o'clock. In-depth debate. Informed discussion. This is Decision Canada on the Chorus Radio Network.